0: My name is Kate. I am back with another episode of Thrive and it is an exciting time. Um, I've been talking for the last couple weeks about my book release and all that. I know last in last week's episode, I was like still unsure of the date and all that stuff, but by the time you are hearing this episode on Monday the 13th of December, it is live on Amazon.com. So I will link the um the link <laughs> i will link the link in the show notes for this episode so that you can access that otherwise if you just search on amazon the thrive abetic um it'll come up and yeah i'm really so excited to have this released and out there and just like super thankful for all the support i've had while creating it i've taken it I've, i have taken about like three or four weeks to be putting this all together and stuff like that and it was just it was such a great fun experience like it's crazy to me that it's actually out there now because I just had so much fun creating it and just I felt so good about it because this was just something that I needed so much when I was younger and when I was just trying to get through every single day with diabetes and trying to understand it and just be more positive about it and confident um But yeah, like I've said, it's not like a toxic positivity book. Like, oh, you just need to be happy, that kind of thing. Like um, a lot went into it. And I have been there before. If you are in a place of like feeling horrible about diabetes and just like hating it and all that type of stuff. So it's really great. And it's 24 pages, um, 12 designs total, since like one design takes up two pages. And I did say that I was going to post all the pages on Instagram but that kind of defeats the purpose of selling it like I want it to be something like special and extra for people who buy the book so I've already posted like quite a few of the pages um, and I have like definitely like sneak peek type of things like you can definitely get a good idea of um, the way the book flows and just like the different designs that are in it and stuff like that but of course it's not every single page in there at least for right now maybe in the next couple of months I'll just post it and have it in a highlight reel or something like that but for now um, you can see a sneak peek on my Instagram and yeah if you buy the book since it's on Amazon and I don't like fulfill any of the orders or and I'm not a part of any of like the production of the actual book, I can't see who buys it, which is like kind of unfortunate because I would just like love to see who buys the book and I don't know just like thank people for supporting me and buying it, but unfortunately I can't see that. So I don't know if you purchase a book and um, you want to like share it to your story or just like message me and let me know like what you thought on it. If you have any feedback, you can always message me on Instagram. I'm at Thrive-A-Betic. Um, or you can email. Me me my email is thriveabetic at gmail.com so any feedback you have I would love to hear it and yeah other than that for this episode I wanted it to be a little bit more lighthearted and just kind of talking, I don't know, just like a fun episode about um, my experiences at diabetes camp. But before that, I do want to talk about something really quickly. On the last episode, I talked a lot about mental health and just like overcoming triggers a little bit about that and like changing your mindset and stuff. Of course, I don't go into like extreme detail with it because like I've said before, I'm not a doctor, a psychologist, or researcher, any of that. But I just like talking about this and like trying to understand it from a perspective of having a chronic illness and how we view our bodies and how we're triggered differently and all those different things. So I wanted to share something from someone that I learn a lot from. Her name is Dr. Nicole Lepra and I have talked about her on previous episodes. She is a psychologist and she goes on Instagram. Her at name is the.holistic.psychologist and she also has a book out that's really great called how to do the work, all about like healing trauma and triggers and stuff like that. So it's really great. And she also have has a recap of every single chapter of that book um, as a podcast. So um, you can like get all the information from there as well. But anyways, um, she does talk a lot about trauma and just reactions and like calming the nervous system and all that type of stuff. So I wanted to share a post with you guys. Um, she talks about just being emotionally triggered and kind of like how to deal with that. So in her post, she says the first step is to become conscious of when you're emotionally triggered and allow the sensations to flow through your body. The next step is to learn to pause. If we have unhealthy coping mechanisms, we are reactive and impulsive when we feel powerful emotions. Learning to pause before reacting is key. After pausing, it's time to get curious. What about this is making me feel defensive, reactive, or angry? this is foundational in gaining self-awareness. Lastly, it's time to self-soothe. This looks like validating what you're feeling without shame or guilt and finding a healthy outlet to release your emotional energy. So I just wanted to share that because, you know, it's it's just a good way to explain triggers and like kind of regulating your emotions and stuff like that and it is really just getting the point across of like just let things like flow through you like just know that that is like your nervous system doing its job and um it's a pattern that we experience with our nervous system and like our nervous system reactions but it doesn't mean that you have to act out every single time or react to that those feelings um And I know that can be difficult. And like it said in this post, like you don't like release the shame and the guilt around that. But just like becoming aware of it is so foundational. And just like noticing how your body feels when certain things come up in your life and just trying to like understand those emotions better. Like, where are they coming from? Why am I feeling this way? Like, is there a memory that's like triggering me? Or is this something that's very painful for me because of something else that I believe, I don't know. It could be obviously a range of different things, um, but it's just very helpful to notice these things and slow down and pause instead of just like reacting right away. So that's something to think about. Just wanted to share that. And like I said, you can find um, Nicole on Instagram and learn more from her about emotional triggers and reaction and like calming the nervous system and all that. Now, I am going to move on to talking about diabetes camp. So, when I was diagnosed at 10 years old, I found out that they had a diabetes camp, and I was like, oh, heck yeah, like I need to go to this, of course. Like, I want to meet other diabetics. And so, the next summer, I was 11 years old, and my parents sent me to diabetes camp. It was a great camp. I wish I could remember the name, but it was somewhere in Michigan. I think it was in Fenton, Fenton, Michigan. Um, but it was a great place. It was so cool. Um, they had like everything there. Like it was on a lake, I think, because I remember swimming a lot in the lake and they had like the trampoline in the lake and, um, like we did like swimming lessons or classes. And then there was also like horses and we just did like so many fun like camp activities there. So such a fun thing for, diabetics especially like kids growing up with diabetes because like for me I didn't know anyone with diabetes so it was like so cool to just like be around other kids my age and like not feeling like the odd one out when you're like checking your blood sugar before a meal so it was just it was really really cool like it was such a cool experience but to back it up so I got to the camp and I was 11 years old like I said and I was like a I don't know. I like became a shy kid at some point. And I think that like diabetes honestly made me lose my confidence a little bit and just like made me even more shy because I was just like so unsure about myself and like just. I felt, like, very insecure about having diabetes. I didn't want anyone to know. I didn't tell anyone. Like, only my, like, close, close friends and family knew about it because, like I said, I was just insecure about it. So, of course, I, like, went to this camp, like, feeling a little bit insecure, like, not really knowing how to make friends and, like, just not being the loudest kid in the room ever. So, anyways, I go to the camp. I get dropped off. Um, This was also the year that swine flu was going around. I don't know if anyone remembers that, but swine flu was, like the really bad like strain of flu like the flu or whatever and it would make people like super sick for like months and so I don't know there was like outbreaks of that and so people were kind of worried about it anyways I got dropped off the camp that day and I felt so sick like I felt completely fine I think the whole way there but for some reason I like I got to the camp and then I started feeling horrible like I think I had a really bad stomach ache like my head was hurting really bad I was just like not feeling well and it got progressively worse as the day went on like it wasn't horrible to a point that i needed to like leave or whatever but like it was just getting worse and worse and worse and like i said i was like a shy kid so i was like not about to like tell a cam counselor that i wasn't feeling well like i wasn't about to like make a big deal out of this so i just like suffered through and by the time we had like dinner Um, I was feeling really, really bad. Like, I, I I ate and then, like, my stomach was just hurting so bad. I felt like crap. Like, I was, like, sweating. I, like, did not know what was happening. And this was supposed to be such a fun day because, like, it was the first day of camp and, like, everyone was getting to know each other and all this stuff. And I just, like, felt horrible. So, like, of course, I didn't feel like talking to anyone either. Like, I was just feeling horrible. So we get back to, like, our little cabin and, I like ran to the bathroom. Everyone was like about to take a shower. I ran to the like the stalls to go throw up. Like I was like I was like dry heaving, like throwing up in the bathroom stall and like finally like someone, like the camp counselor, or whatever that I had for like our cabin came in and she was like, Oh my gosh, like are you okay? Like what's going on? blah blah blah. Like and I was like, No, like <laughs> I'm feeling horrible, whatever. So that night, um I had to go to the like the like little I don't know what to call it, but it was like the building um at that camp where they, ha- it was like the medical building or whatever, like for people who weren't feeling good or like needed like first aid or whatever. It was like the doctors at that little camp. I don't know. Super weird. So I went there for the night and I was like laying in the bed. And of course, it like they know I'm diabetic and they're all like trained for that. And so they were like checking my blood sugar like over and over again because I was throwing up a lot and like I had just eaten. My blood sugar was going low. I was feeling so bad. I like because they were giving me glucose tablets and I had never had glucose tablets before. Like they're kind of like those chalky like sugary little tabs and I never treated my lows with those before. Like I always just ate like fruit snacks or juice or whatever, something like that. And they were, I don't know, they were gross. Like I did not like them, but they kept giving me to them, giving, giving me those glucose tablets. So I would eat them. Then I would throw up. Then my blood sugar would go low again. Then they would give me more glucose tablets. Then I would throw them up again. Then I would go low again. Then they would give me more glucose. tablets. like, it was a never ending cycle all night. And of course they were like worried because people were getting swine flu or whatever. And I just, like, I don't even know, I don't remember fully, but, like, I think I woke up the next morning, I was, like, at the little, like, doctor thing there, whatever, in a bed, and I guess I was, like, fine the next day, (laughs) like, I don't know, like, I, because that was the only day I was sick, was the very first day of camp, so I just remember, like, I guess I was fine, like, I wasn't running a fever the next morning or anything like that, because I think that if I was sick the second day, they probably would have sent me home, but I guess I was fine. So the next morning, I go back to my little cabin, and there was, like I said, like, they split us up into groups by age, so it was, like, I was with, like, probably, like, seven or eight other 11 year olds and we were all in a cabin together and we kind of just like did things together and all that I didn't really make any close friends like I said I was kind of shy I don't know there wasn't anyone that I like really bonded with or anything like that but I definitely had fun with the girls in my group so yeah I don't know it was fun and like I said we were 11 years old so we were just like doing whatever and we did all these activities and stuff all week it was super fun um and something that they did at the end of the week was there was like this big celebration at the end and it was like this dance party or whatever and every single like cabin um would so like each group would pick a song and then they would come up with like a fun like dance to it like a lip sync type of competition thing and then you would like perform in front of a group and there would be like a winner or whatever. And then like, there was like a big dance at the end where everyone would like celebrate. I don't know. It was super weird. And like, the more I like remember it, the more it feels just like a fever dream or something. Like it's such like camp rock vibes. Like that's like what it felt like. Um. So all week, like our group had been working on our little dance or whatever and this is when Kesha was getting really popular. So we did Kesha. And I think, like, I think we picked, um, tick- like TikTok, like TikTok on the clock with the party, don't stop, that song. <laughs> and, um, there's a part in the song where it's like something about getting high. And so, like, we took a poster board and we made it look like a glucose meter. And then we wrote like H I, like, What it would say if your blood sugar was super high. So I just remember thinking that we were like hilarious for that. And then when it like said that in that part of the song, someone like grabbed the poster board and like went across the stage with it or something. I don't even remember. I wish I had like a video of us performing it, but I don't know. It was like, it was super fun. But anyways, in the middle of the week, I, so like I said, I was hanging out with these girls because we kind of just like did everything together as a group, which was super nice. And there was also boys at the camp too. Like they had like their own cabins, of course, and stuff like that. And there we went swimming and, you know, like I said, I was just doing my own thing. Like I was kind of a loner in the group. Like I was chilling with them, but like I wasn't getting close to anyone, whatever. I was just hanging out. And we were swimming at the lake or whatever and we had like swimming buddies I think something like that I don't know I got out of the water I went to like dry off or something like that and some guy came up to me and he handed me a note <laughs> and I remember looking at the note and it had like a guy's phone number on it and like his name or something and I literally just looked at the note and threw it away immediately and, like Like I was like so nervous. I like didn't know what was happening. I was like I didn't know why this guy was like handing me a note and I don't know. It's just like so funny to look back on and it it was like the guy's friend who was like handing me the note with this guy's thing or whatever and I was just like nope nope nope. Like I'm avoiding this at all costs. Like no one talked to me. Like no like definitely not a boy. Like this is not happening and I think, I don't even remember, like, if anything else happened after that, but they, like, all saw me, like, throw away the note. And then, like I said, at the end of the week, we had, like, the dance or whatever. And, cause I think you could, like, I guess, like, it was kind of a thing for, like, guys at the camp to ask, like, girls at the camp to, like, go out with them or something. I don't even know. Like, I don't remember fully everything that happened. But, like I said, it feels just like a dream. It's so weird. And, I don't even know I just like remember like after we did our performance or whatever we like we running around with like all the girls all of us girls were just like running around together doing whatever like at the dance and stuff like that like you just like celebrate the last night all that type of stuff and I remember like seeing the guy who like had his friend hand me the note or whatever with his number on it and just like avoiding him completely like I was like no like I will not make eye contact with this boy like Nothing like I am going to be in the middle of all of my friends throughout this entire dance, like I am not dancing with a boy, like no, no, no. And it's just, I don't know, it's so funny to like look back on because it's like, what the heck? And we were all like so young, so I don't know, it's just like such a funny thing. But that's my story about diabetes camp, it was a really great time. I wish I had. Gone back like a couple more times because I was only 11. Like, it would have been fun as like a 12 year old, 13 year old. I don't know. I think I just like continuously got more insecure about diabetes as I got a little bit older. So I didn't want to be like associated with like going there. I don't know what it was. Something weird. And also like, I had a really great experience, but also at the same time had like a slightly bad experience since I got so sick at the beginning of the camp. And like I said, I was also like shy and like didn't know how to make new friends and that kind of thing. Um, But overall, like it was, it was so much fun. Just like all the different activities that they have you do and all that. And it was such a good experience for me to get to like hang out with other diabetics and feel normal and just like everyone is checking their blood sugar at the same time. Everyone's like taking insulin. We're all like counting carbs and trying to figure it out. Like that was like such a cool experience to like have that and just not feel like the odd person out. So if someone listening to this has, like, a teenage daughter or son or whatever, um, you should definitely, like, see if they want to go to diabetes camp because it was a fun time. Another thing I wish I would have done, I wish that, like, one of the summers or something that I was in college, I would have, like, been a camp counselor for this place. Like, that would have been so cool to go back. Maybe I'll still do that. I don't even know. Maybe I'll find a way to, like, weasel my way back into a diabetes camp or something like that because it was so much fun and just, like, such a good experience. So yeah, that's it. That's that's my story for today. Just, just wanted to have a little bit of fun for this podcast episode, like share some of my diabetes stories, all of that. So if you've come this far and you've listened to all of it, thank you. Um, I will be back next week with another episode. Like I said, you can find my book on amazon.com if you want to check it out if you want to see the sneak peek of it or just like follow along my journey follow along with my art all that you can follow me on instagram at thrive i'm also on tiktok i've been a little bit more active there these days just like making random videos um but yeah on all social social media platforms it is at Thriveabetic. and if you care to give me any feedback you can always email me thriveabetic at gmail.com and if you would be so kind to give me a rating and review on apple podcast and or follow me on spotify that would be amazing and i would love you forever i will be back next week